Hi, this is John Ratzenberger. That's right, the same John Ratzenberger that played the part of the very handsome mailman on the TV show Cheers. Now, it's a little-known fact that, in my heart, I'm just a country boy. Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. As we think about swine production systems, many times we focus on pigs per sow per year, feed per grain, average daily gain, all parameters we can track. Now today, one area that's getting more attention is what we feed pigs and the impact it it has on what goes into swine waste systems and obviously the environment. Ellen Davis received her BS in animal science from North Carolina State University. Go Wolfpack! her MS in Animal Nutrition from Oklahoma State University and the PhD from the University of Arkansas, where her research focused on nutritional immunology in the young pig. Welcome, Dr. Davis. Thank you. Now, why is microbial management of swine manure storage facilities important? Yeah, microorganisms present in the storage system um, have a critical role in all aspects of proper manure management. You know, these microorganisms are responsible for breaking down the manure solids, um, using those substrates as a nutrient source for growth, the microbial growth. Um, and the dynamics of the microbial ecology that's present in the manure storage system and the resulting fermentation process by these microorganisms really determines what nutrients are retained in the manure as as a fertilizer source, um, in what form they're retained, um, and how much of that nitrogen gets volatilized off as ammonia, and the amount and types of compounds that have the potential to become nuisance odors that are associated with hog production. Well, could you explain the fermentation process in a little bit more detail? Yeah, sure. The majority of swine manure handling systems utilize an anaerobic fermentation. And what that means is the microbial fermentation or growth, utilization of nutrients for growth, occurs in a low or a no oxygen environment. Um, This includes the deep pit storage systems that hold slurry manure under the pens um, in a hog barn. And that's typical of those that are used in the Corn Belt, Iowa, uh, in that area. And then anaerobic lagoons. Um, in which the manure is diluted into liquid liquid storage systems through a flush system. These are more typical of those used in the southeast. Fermentation in a low or a no oxygen environment requires anaerobic and facultative organisms. And what that means, um, the facultative organisms mean those that can function and grow without oxygen, um, as well as as well as anaerobic or aerobic organisms that can pref- that prefer an oxygenated environment, but they can also function in low oxygen environments as well. Um, these are the facultative organisms. Anaerobic and facultative bacteria uh, break down the solids accumulating in swine manure systems by producing enzymes that degrade the substrates, uh, metabolizing these substrates for energy, and then they produce a com- compounds called volatile fatty acids, and these are the end product 
of that fermentation uh, the, by the microorganisms. And in turn, other bacteria and methanogens will utilize those volatile fatty acids as substrates for energy and produce end products such as carbon dioxide and hydrogen and also methane in the case of the methanogens. So that whole process of microbial fermentation is really the way the bacteria can sequester the nutrients that are in manure, process those to produce compounds that actually can feed the rest of the microorganisms that are within the, the manure system. Yeah, you used a word back there that I was going to ask you to explain it more, but uh, facultative. Facultative, yes. Facultative. That's what I meant. So facultative, um, so so the microorganisms, it, it's all depending upon what kind of environment that they can metabolize nutrients. And facultative organisms can either, um, they're perf- they prefer an oxygenated environment. So they prefer an, an what would be an aerobic environment having oxygen in it. And that, that makes them a little more efficient in their metabolic processes. But they also have the capability to function, although not as efficiently, um, they can function in a low or no oxygen environment. So when I when I use the term facultative um, and aerobic um, organisms, I'm talking about ones that can utilize oxygen. So you're a real smarty pants, you are. <laughs> I try. Yeah. So how does microbial fermentation uh, influence manure management? Yeah, the substrate preference of these bacteria determine what manure substrates are broken down. They also determine how much uh, they're enzymatically digested by the bacteria. The bacteria themselves can produce enzymes as a way to break up the the manure and, and have these nutrients available to that bacteria for growth. So ultimately... Um, the substrates really are going to determine uh, what bacteria are able to kind of, or uh, what bac- bacteria will be present to be able to utilize those substrates, um, and then which ones are going to get volatilized off. So, substrate preference by bacteria inf- um, can influence solids accumulation in the swine manure system, and an imbalance in the microbial ecology of the manure storage system between bacteria that produce those volatile fatty acids and those organisms that utilize those fatty acids that are produced can then result in an accumulation of the odor-causing uh, volatile fatty acids. And those volatile fatty acids really are the reason that, that pigs stink. Oh. Now, uh, how many bacteria are there? Can you count... <laughs> How many bacteria, or is it in the trillions? It 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 is in the it is in the trillions. Um, you can count it um, in the, swine manure in that whole assist whole system. Um, the, so the problem with with counting them, um, so this is a, this is a good question. Um, the problem with counting them is is to count them. We have to grow them in the lab. So you have to plate the bacteria on a auger plate with growth medium that will encourage the bacteria to grow. And all of the bacteria, a lot of there's there's different there's so many different types and species and and, and that's and what kinds. I was getting at. How, how many types are there? They have it's in, it's innumerable. They all have different growth requirements. So the media and the nutrients that you put in there, different bacteria will require different nutrients. So it's it's very complex to get an overall 
like total count of bacteria that would be, say, in a swine manure system. Um, but they've been estimated, and it's 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 in the trillions. That's something. I since I was a kid, I remember reading H.G. Uh, Wells' War of the Worlds, and that's what defeated the the, the Martians or whoever it was they were invading was uh, bacteria. Yeah. They hadn't been exposed to it. and Yeah, so bacteria um, saved the world. Uh-huh. In that book, anyway. <laughs> uh, then how does microbial fermentation go wrong in swine manure storage systems? I mean, it's it's a really complex system. Um, and, and it's my, microbial members, they can, they can fail to act. If they fail to act in a balanced consortium, uh, manure digestion and fermentation becomes much less efficient or in worst case scenario can fail. Um, and this results in accumulation of solid materials in your manure storage systems. And those solid materials then can, can result in the accumulation of odor compounds. Um, fortunately, you know, our pigs are constantly inoculating the manure storage system with microorganisms as well as substrates, the nutrients from undigested feed. Um, but which of those microorganisms flourish and which populations wane uh, is really determined by that substrate availability from undigested feed. Hmm. And, and one of the ways that you end up with, with a fail is nutrient overloading of the manure pit. Um, and this can occur as diet ingredients change, particularly when less digestible ingredients are used when formulating the swine ration. Um, for example, this happens often when, when corn prices are high. When corn prices are high for formulating on a least cost basis, the nutritionist will add in or substitute other ingredients for that, that cost a little less. But maybe the pig doesn't utilize quite as, as efficiently mm-hmm. as, as corn, say the um, dry distiller's grains is an example. Um, then you get a lot of nutrients that the pig doesn't utilize for growth that the pig defecates into the manure storage system um, as undigested feed in the fecal matter. And then these microorganisms that can utilize substrates that are associated with the diet change, they may be minimal. So the ones that can utilize that different nutrient source going into the pit, um, they really are a small population. Um, So it takes a while then for those organisms to to kind of gear up to start to utilize and produce the compounds they need to produce to be able to sequester those nutrients and grow. And this results in that imbalance. Um, what I mean by, uh, by that is, is between the substrate producers, so the microorganisms that can utilize a substrate and produce compounds for the substrate utilizers, which are the ones then that are going to use those. And, um, and we discussed that previously with the volatile fatty acids. There are certain mm-hmm. microorganisms that produce the volatile fatty acids that stink, and there are certain organisms that will utilize those as a nutrient source and take those away from the system. And when that gets imbalanced, you get a production then of those volatile fatty acid compounds, but you may not have a utilizer present there to use them up. Um, and then you start to get solids build up, manure, manure odor accumulation, um, and some of the nuisance odor problems that, that are associated with, with large swine production. I mean, if you think about it, though, really, anything that we feed the pig ultimately ends up in the manure storage system. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes, some of the antimicrobials that we use to improve animal health and production efficiency, uh, for example, like antibiotics um, or high levels of copper and zinc, they can actually kill off susceptible microorganisms in that system. 
um, the result of this then can become a dead system that lacks the microbial numbers Mm -hmm. and diversity that's needed to efficiently ferment the substrates from the diet. So that's a that's a way that you know things can really go wrong in a manure storage system. I remember over over the years reading stories of. Farmers who sell off their lands for condo developments, but happen to be right next to a pig farm, and then but the people buying the condos is just, I guess the wind's blowing in a different direction, and then they buy it, and move in, and all of a sudden they start complaining about this poor farmer who's been there for generations and generations, and it ought to be a law. Yeah, there's an example of that going not so well for the swine producer in North Carolina just recently. Oh, no kidding. A nuisance lawsuit against a producer in North Carolina. Um, uh, how long have they been there? Oh, the God, generations. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah. No, nobody, when they brought the bulldozers in to build the condos, nobody thought to ask <laughs> what that smell is. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's yeah. It's a it's 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 a it's. I mean, as urban sprawl kind of yeah. starts to encroach upon um, our for our historically rural farmland, as well as people wanting to get out of some of the you know cities and and a little further out, um, close to the cities, then that is certainly a problem that we have to deal with. And you know, really, it's. I mean, there's got to be a common sense law. Look, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, we'd, farm, we'd right? like to think that we can kind of help that pig farmer manage manure. Um, problems and you know keep his system in balance and that in which case you really won't have a lot of odor so who absorbs the cost of that yeah that'll be the producer yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah, but that's cheaper than a multi-million dollar lawsuit and loss of your your farm yeah well i love bacon so i hope they keep on going (laughs) a lot of people side with it would have side with sided with the farmer oh they love love their bacon too no I, i would in a second you know, think. Well, let's see. I want to buy this condo, and what's that smell? What do they say? It smells. Like, we say it smells like money. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. to the, to the farmer certainly. And, and pre bacon, it smells like pre bacon. <laughs> that's even better. It's even better. So, what can be done to to efficiently manage the microbiology of swine manure storage systems? Yeah, and I mean, formulating swine diets to minimize excess nutrients that are going into the manure as undigested feedstuffs. Um, it's a lot of things that producers have been doing really for a long, long time to manage uh, manage what's going into the swine manure system, manage what ultimately goes out out of the environment, and really make their pigs more efficient efficient in utilizing nutrients. Um, formulating formulating the diets with crystalline amino acids that really fine tunes and 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 um, more accurately formulates the amino acid needs of the pig, so you have less nitrogen waste or amino acid waste, protein waste uh, being excreted. Um, and these things, like I say, are are things that producers have been doing now to minimize environmental impacts um, for for a long, long time, and that's you know still utilized today. To really improve that um, use of enzymes in the diet that make the nutrients easier for the pig to digest and then easier for then for that pig to utilize as uh, lean muscle t- deposition is a good tool in the diet to minimize nutrient excretion going into the um, into the manure system. And again, enzymes have been used in swine diets now for for quite some time. Um, and really, the thing I think is is keep the microbial community and the manure storage system in mind when changes are made to the diet 
um, or when antimicrobial uh, ingredients are fed to the to the pigs and I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about they think about those nutrients going into the manure system but they don't really think about that microbiology that's critical in how those nutrients get utilized by the microbial community in the in the manure pit to decrease solids and um, also decrease the odors the odor causing compounds that get produced from the microbial fermentation so if you can find a way uh, really to give that manure pit a pro- or probiotic a boost of micro of microbes mm-hmm. during times when you know that maybe your your diets change in ingredients just give it a boost to kind of help it make that tra- that dietary transition you're essentially as you as you help your pig make a dietary transition you can ha- help your manure system make a dietary transition as well um essentially give it like a little probiotic just like you take a probiotic mm-hmm. to help your gastrointestinal tract um become um a little more stabilized and, and, and healthy. Um, and I'd say, you know, select a microbial product uh, with strains that have been selected to be able to do the, do the task that you need for it to do in the microbial, in the microbial environment um, or the, the manure environment. Um, things that, ones that have enzymatic capabilities to degrade those, those nutrients um, that are going to be in the swine manure system. And I would also say um, avoid masking agents. They can they can hide the odor symptoms, and these are things that just you know try to absorb odors and mm-hmm. that kind of thing from from the um, the like swine those manure. little pine trees you buy yeah. at the gas station. Yeah, hang them on your rearview mirror. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a good example. Um, I mean, they hide that they hide that odor, the odor, and really which are the symptoms of that microbial imbalance in the swine manure, but they really don't target. You know, they don't really address that true problem of the microbial fermentation failure that comes from um, that imbalance in microbial fermentation. Do you think uh, there's enough, um, let's see, I, I guess the you know, volume um, in, in the manure that, that produces methane, can you use that methane to power, I don't know, industries or a train or a bus or... I mean, is there any way to harness the methane? Yeah, absolutely. That's being done um, um, currently, actually, in a few places that have that are using that methane gas that's coming off of some of the swine manure storage systems is used in dairy farms as well. The dairy manure right. storage systems to power the farm from electricity standpoint. Well, there you go. So right. yeah, it, yeah. There's there's been there's great benefits to to swine manure. Yeah, it's something because I remember as a kid, as we all did. With our matches, and anyway, <laughs> the the microorganisms present in the storage system right, have a critical role in all aspects of proper manure management. And these microbial organisms are responsible for breaking down manure solids and using the substrates as nutrient sources for growth. Focusing efforts on what goes into the system and the microbial health of it is apparently paramount to the success of it. Swine health systems are more complex than ever before. The health of the systems requires a program approach that focusing on the breaking down solids and making the effluent nutrients available. I'd like to thank Dr. Davis from Arm & Hammer for joining us today and I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture. 